And hello everyone, welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, so happy to be here this week. Thank you guys ever so much for tuning in each and every week here with us on Haunting Live. We greatly appreciate your support and uh, watching us. We have reached episode number 33 tonight already. And you may have noticed a slight change in audio. We do have a little bit of a new piece of equipment here in the studio tonight. And we're hoping things are much improved with it. I hope it sounds good to you guys on your end. Uh, we did get a new microphone, so I'm very excited about that. And uh, hope that the mic picks up a lot better for the voice. And uh, things go a lot smoother with things around here on Haunting Live. And I'm sure they will. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight to Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, like I said, we just reached episode number 33 tonight. And uh, we do have a special guest here tonight. So we'll be talking to a psychic medium down from the Niagara region. And her name is Margaret Sample. And she's going to be talking to us about a bunch of different things that she does uh, from her walk in her psychic mediumship life, how she got involved in that, and what she does day to day as a psychic medium. And our main topic that we're going to be talking to her about is past life regression. A topic that we have never talked about before here on the podcast but it's something that I've wanted to touch on in uh, recently so uh, I hope that that's interesting for you guys as well so uh, with that let's bring on Margaret and uh, say hi to her on Haunting Live Podcast here tonight so hi Margaret are you there well, thank you very much for being here with us on Haunting Live and being our guest here tonight it's uh, great having you here well thank you so much for inviting me Yes, wonderful. Um, so I was just introducing you as a psychic medium. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and how you got into uh, psychic mediumship work? Sure. Um, well, like many of us, I think I had a lot of experiences when I was younger that were uh, not sort of recognized for being psychic nor medium um, related. But uh, I was always fascinated by the paranormal, and when I was um, 19, I got my first deck of tarot cards, and I started working with um, tarot for years, I was, and then doing readings for myself, for my friends, and then for other people, and then during readings, um, you know, tarot, of course, is just a, a dumping board off into connecting with spirit. And then um, spirits of, of people who had passed started coming into the readings, and they made themselves known. The first one was was a very you know dramatic experience that happened, where I, I suddenly felt there was a bullet in the woman I was reading, and something something launched her back, which turned out to be a bullet. And um, she, as soon as she said there was a bullet. Uh, a man appeared to me, and he um, had shot her. He had, and then killed himself. He thought he killed her, and he killed himself. So, we he was able to speak to her through me, and it was the first time that had happened, and it was um, it, it was life changing uh, for me. And and uh, a couple of days later, I I heard back from her friends that it had changed her life because she'd finally been able to have 
some closure around it and she wasn't so grief stricken anymore. So it was it was kind of a dramatic um, birthing into with mediumship. And then of course I have developed it and worked with it over the years. And that must have happened about 25 years ago now that that happened. So, yeah. And um, how do you use that day-to-day in your life now? Is it something you do focus on day-to-day, or is there ways that it helps you every day? Well, that's a neat question. Um, I mean, I, I do work. Um, that my, my work is uh, I do readings for people. I also do healing work for people um, energetically. That's, that is my, my profession now. But personally, yes, I, I connect with spirit all the time, daily. Um, spirit guides that's slightly different from spirits around me, but um, they they do I do connect with them, and I I love when people from my own life connect with me through dreams. Usually, is how they visit me. Uh, but it's more it's more of a the mediumship is definitely something that I try to keep only to when I'm working. Uh, because it's quite tiring, actually. Um, they tend to want to come into my body, and I have to sort of keep them at bay a little bit. So connecting with spirit and being led by spirit, that, that is now part of my life, the same as breathing. Yeah. Yeah, it helps out day-to-day, I think, as well, because you get more in tune as well if you keep practicing it every day too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, tuning into spirit and and listening to your guides and, you know, so you're paying attention to your intuition, paying attention to that gut feeling, which is more, you know, that's not the mediumship, but it is, it is part of our lives as lightworkers and spiritual beings is connecting with our intuition, right? And, and letting ourselves be, be guided by that inner voice. So, you know, you're, you're driving along and you hear turn left now, you turn left now. (laughs) Or you hear stop, you stop. Right. They're always guiding you in some way. And um, another part of that that you work on also is, uh, like you just touched on, is healing and light work. Uh, Can you explain a little bit how you work with that as well? Sure. Uh, Back in the 90s, uh, I studied Reiki and was very fortunate to be trained by someone who was trained by Phyllis, who was Hawaii Dakota's granddaughter. So any Reiki people will, will understand that lineage kind of thing. But so I, I studied Reiki back in the 90s, became attuned as a Reiki master, and Reiki addresses, that's universal energy. It addresses healing on all four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And I started doing it just for myself but it's an incredible practice and again with anything that you practice uh you do tend to become better at doing it so working with people um to help them heal because we're our, we are our own healers right uh, as an energy worker i help you to do your own healing and over the years i've studied a lot of different techniques and so now when I'm doing healing work, it's Reiki Bay, but I also incorporate sound, chanting, tuning, toning, uh, crystals, shamanic, some shamanic techniques, a lot of chakra work, which is involved with Reiki anyways. But So I, I do a lot of some drumming, 
rattles uh, bells. <laughs> you know, I never know what's going to happen in a healing session exactly because I am. I follow as I'm led with the, with the guides and the teachers for each person. And speaking of that, uh, since you do have clients that come to you for certain needs, um, do you know what that client will need prior to that client coming to you? That's an interesting question. I sometimes, um, I mean, uh, what I've what I have found is I have um, tools in my in my room, and I tend to have pulled the ones out that I will use. I may not use all of the things I've pulled for the appointment, but I will generally use a couple of the things so that rather than having to pull a specific rattle out of my basket, I will have went, hmm, I think today I'll need rattles and put two on the table. Um, I used to play a game with a friend um, when we were learning, training to see, okay, we're going to see a client, what what parts are they going to need worked on? But, um, and that was an interesting part of training, but I don't really do that now because I find it's better if I just start open and I try to put myself out of the way. So when I'm working, I try to get out of the way and let the healing, the healers and the healing work through me. So, but yeah, that's a, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to do, especially when you're learning, because um, you, you learn how to trust yourself. Right, but you also have your guides and your spirit energies that are working with you, especially in Reiki, where it's a guided energy and they're Always. really doing the work for you too, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm sort of the, the, um, the focus. It's like this, there's this, the energy of the sun is always there. And if you need the sun, you'll go lie in the sun. But if you put a magnifying glass or a reflector, then you're, you're focusing the sun more, more directly. And I would be like that magnifying glass, um, focusing in the energy. Right. And, it. and sometimes I feel like I'm the anesthesiologist, right? I'm, I'm at one point and, and I'll have clients say to me, I know you were at my head, but who was working on my feet and my belly? Because <laughs> like, sometimes they actually feel the hands of the guides working on them. Just, I always love that. I think that's so cool. Right. And has there been uh, like an aha type moment, like or a wow moment where you're like, this is definitely what I want to be doing in life. I think it was just, it's one of those things that the more you do, the more fulfilled you feel. And I mean, I've always wanted to help people. Um, I always, I always loved entertaining. So that's kind of different from what I do now, but the, uh, I've always been a teacher. So it, it was just putting it, into a way that was bringing the different disparate parts of my life together. And it wasn't really an aha of, yes, this is what I'm going to do. It's just that I kept doing it and kept doing it. And then I was able to do it full time. Right. And also you mentioned to me in your um, list that you sent me a while ago about your abilities and what you do day to day, um, that you are in a... Um, I guess, development program that you created for psychic kids. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
So Psychic Kids United, mm -hmm. uh, this is something that I'm co-creating with Liz Throck, who is a great psychic medium in St. Catharines area. And we really feel that there are so many gifted children out there right now, and also gifted adults who, who didn't really have that opportunity when they were younger. It's, it's not so much uh, verboten now, right, to, to have these abilities. People are more understanding. It, it's more in the open. Uh, you know, 25, 30 years ago, people didn't even know what a, a medium was. Well, they now many mediums have their own television shows, right? So it's, it's kind of much more in the, the mainstream. And so what we're doing is developing a website and a series of, of lessons that will help kids and their parents deal with and celebrate their gifts. Um, so what we find a lot of kids are, are, who are gifted are having trouble sleeping. They're, uh, you know, they need to learn how to ground themselves, how to, how to be taking care of themselves to protect themselves from um, overwhelm, especially, you know, so many sensitive people are, are empathic and so they do feel everyone else's energy. So Psychic is United, we really want to help the kids um, grow with the knowledge. These are these are superpowers. They're not, it's not like a, a, a bad thing or a curse that you've got these abilities. It's actually a real gift and a real superpower and you can learn how to, to use it. You can learn how to control it so that it doesn't control you, doesn't scare you, and is is for the greater good of your, your, your soul's journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful that you can teach people as well as guide people, especially children that have the abilities that might not understand what they're going through, um, to guide them to where they need to be. Well, that's, that's the hope and the plan, yeah. And I mean, and I... I have a subscription series as well for adults um, called the Spirited Insight Hive, where I'm. A lot of people, you know, they they would like more guidance and they'd like more information. And I do. I have done mentoring and I have done, um, you know, programs with people. But those can <laughs> those can get expensive, right? So this was a way that I could um, have, you know, a lot of have people come together in a group situation and we could help you know, develop that that hive of like-minded beings that's that's a, a new thing it's it's just been uh, started this year but we're we're hope, we're hoping to grow that and to grow that as a as a great way of develop helping people to develop their gifts and um a community yeah no that's a wonderful idea is there a place where people can go to look up more information if they're interested or Absolutely. My website, um, just www.margaretsample.com, there is information there on all the work that I do, and you can also sign up for the, the Hive, the Spirit and Insight Hive, and um, yeah, it's also on Facebook. I have a page on Facebook, which everyone can join, Spirit and Insight Hive, um, which is the page. There's, there's stuff going on there. From time to time, uh, it's different from the private Facebook group or the high Right. Okay. Great. We uh, recommend everybody that's interested go check that out on her website, margaretsample.com, or you can go to her Facebook page as well. 
Okay, next uh, we'd like to move on to the main topic for tonight's discussion, which is past life regression. Um, something that you've worked on in the past, but something we've never talked about here yet on the program. So I'd like to get into it. Uh, for those of those who don't know what that involves, can you sort of start with the basics and explain what that is? Sure, thank you. So past life regression, if you understand that this is not our only shot at the can this we we've come back time after time our souls reincarnate and that is uh, our soul comes back and lives different lives it's almost as though your soul is coming to earth to be in a physical learning place and puts on a new body a new personality each time but carrying forward the soul higher soul through all of these different lives Everybody has been male, everybody has been female, everybody has been a victim, everybody's been an oppressor. Uh, and the way I understand it is our soul is sets itself all these lessons to learn. And once the soul completely graduates, it will return to source. So uh, there are schools of thought where I believe it's Buddhist, right, where it's, it's all very mapped out and, you know, you go forward and back. And, uh, but, but I'm not quite so organized about it in terms of development of the soul, but I, I, we just keep coming back as we learn more and more. And when we do good things, we create uh, good things going forward. When we um, come to Earth and we do horrible things, then we either are creating a karmic debt or we have come here to experience that. But there's always, it's always balanced. It comes, it balances and we, we grow and we learn. Um, we tend to come back in soul groups. So, you know, um, Trevor, have you ever met someone and immediately really, really liked them or really, really disliked them? Yes, I have in the past. Actually, recently, I do have a quick story about that. Um, we just recently met some new friends of ours, and we've done some, found out that they're into the spiritual work as well. And mm -hmm. the first time that we met them, it felt like we knew them forever. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, sometimes I, I, I was... My funniest story about that is I was walking, oh gosh, I was like 21, and I was walking down a street in Europe, and on the other side of the street, going the other direction, there was a group of four or five people, and this one guy and I locked eyes, stopped dead in our tracks, and it was just this pull towards each other, but we were both with other people, we were both walking in other directions, the rest of our groups were moving on, and we just kind of looked at each other and shrugged and smiled and
So um, somebody who is your partner this lifetime may have been your child or your parent in a previous lifetime, or you may have been partners before, or you may have, um, you know, sometimes you find someone who is a very difficult person for you in this life is also quite possibly from your soul group and you, you teach each other, right? Sometimes those tough people are the, the greatest teachers. So, um, yeah, so we do tend to travel in soul groups. And hmm, past life regression, we can find out about our past lives um, through checking in with the Akashic Records. And one thing I've started doing over the last year or two, I guess, is specifically like half-hour readings where we just go in and check for some past lives. Um, but the, when you do a past life regression, there's a lot more opportunity for deep healing. And you go and you truly experience the life. Uh, it's done under hypnosis. And there, what, what, I, what I did was I trained, I went to Sedona and I trained with a wonderful woman named Mary Elizabeth um, Rings and through her uh, Academy for Professional Hypnosis Training because there's a lot involved in doing a, a, a real healing regression. And um, so the protocol that, which deals with a lot with forgiveness experience understanding and forgiveness of something that may have happened in a past life, then we, we heal it and then it's healed and it's healed forwards and backwards in time. It's an incredibly deep um, healing modality. It sounds like it. So how do you know um, when a client is coming in for a past life session, um, what normally are the symptoms? Like, what do they come in with, and how do you know what they need? Are you there? Yep. Okay. Um, so with past life regression, somebody, if, if someone has, there's a couple of reasons people will book past life regressions. Mm -hmm. uh, they have an issue that they want to deal with. So phobias are very well taken care of. For example, fear of drowning. So many people have that fear, fear of water, fear of deep water, can't go on a boat uh, because they drown in another life. So that is a fairly common one, and it's, it's fairly easy to um, clear up for a client. There's also um, just when someone's having a real problem and they can't make sense in this lifetime of why they are. Um, I had someone come for anxiety she had terrible anxiety and it had just started when she started driving a new way to work and it was when she drove on this one road she'd have this input could barely breathe panic attacks and that was not something she'd ever experienced before so we did a past life regression and, and found out that she'd had an incredibly traumatic experience in a past life in a location that was geographically almost identical to the one she now had to drive through to go to work. And she called me the next day and she said, I drove to work, no problem. Thank you, right? Um, physically, we can we can uh, look into physical complaints. I mean, it's, it's often a path life regression is when 
uh, a situation isn't being cleared up from you can't make sense of it from this lifetime or um, physical things um, it gets insight or if you just want more um, more insight into a relationship or a situation sometimes you know like why why do I have poverty mentality is something that I, I'll help somebody deal with or um, why do I never feel like I'm good enough uh, these are things that can have been rooted in our souls in the past uh, that you know that that a past life regression can really help to heal um i don't usually i mean that's it's something that we we prepare for ahead of time right um sadly i i cannot do past life regressions at the moment because i was taught and i I signed a promise that I would only ever do past life regressions in person, not by distance. Uh, so I'm waiting for the COVID to clear up to see past life regression clients again. Everything else I can do over, um, you know, over the phone, distance, energy distance, healing distance readings, that's not a problem. But because of the um, intricacies with the, the hypnosis and stuff with the past life regression, that's something, sadly, I'm not doing at the moment, and I miss it, especially talking about it with you. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's something that you can probably miss for sure, if, especially if it's something that you're used to doing for people. Um, yeah. But definitely better to be safe than sorry these days and just uh, be careful with that. Um, how yeah. would one recognize the need to have past life regression used on them? Like, what would some symptoms be that... Um, a, a regular person could recognize? That's an interesting question. I think that it's uh, a lot that, you know, you've, you've been doing healing work and sometimes it will come up in a healing session. Oh, I think this is from a past life. So sometimes that can be addressed in an, in an energy healing appointment, but so, like if it's just, uh, something that, that we can deal with that way but sometimes you do need to do the regression itself and so then your your energy worker may or your therapist may suggest it to you i've had people who've been referred to me um you know like my so-and-so said i thought she thought i should see you and get a past life regression about something okay that's one thing a lot of times people are just curious um but i think that for a regression like if you're curious you know a past life reading past lives reading that, that that will give you some some insight into your curiosity but um you know especially if you're drawn to certain eras or um but, but you can get a lot of insight doing a regression into i had one of um one of the women i had early on i think i was still doing my practicum even she was uh really fascinated by egypt and um, I didn't know that, but the, the life that she did, she that we went to, it was a life in Egypt, and it was quite an incredible life. So it was, it's really interesting how um, we get insight, and sometimes people are completely surprised. And little things come up. Uh, recently, I was doing one, and and somebody was um, one of the things that came up was that she was uh, a Japanese poet. She did a lot of um, artwork and calligraphy 
in the Japanese style. And that was a big part of that lifetime. And she was, she was laughing because her, one of her hobbies is calligraphy. <laughs> so if somebody starts doing something that they just say start as a hobby out of the blue one day, and they're not sure why they're starting it, would that be something they could do past life on to see if it was something in their past? I mean, they could. It would be fun, right? Um, but a regression, it's like you can you can get that information um, yourself, right? Like there are, there are a lot of um, things where you can just go into a quiet meditation and take yourself and see, okay, what? Why am I doing this? What? What's the draw? But if you're, if you're, if something is troubles, if people usually come because something's troubling them, right? Uh, I have, I have this terrible fear of, of commitment. I, I can't seem to get past why I'm anxious all the time. I can't understand why I, I, I never, why all my relationships go bad. I can't understand why I have such a terrible relationship with my, my mom. Um, these are different things that people will come for. Why, why can my feet? Again, it was in my practicum, so she was just coming so that I could have the practice, and, but her face had um, fallen one side, she, like a Bell's palsy, and for no reason that we could, that anyone could figure out. And during the past life regression, we, we went to a life that would give insight into that condition. And in a previous lifetime, she had been in a terribly abusive marriage as a woman and had been beaten and beaten and beaten and was finally killed um, by her husband, uh, you know, crushing that side of her face. And so we did that realization. We relived the, the work. We, we did the healing protocol that I work with. And at the end of the healing protocol, after we, she, you know, she emerged from the regression her face was normal. It was, mm. it was wild. <laughs> wow, sounds amazing. Uh, another question I just thought of is, um, is past life regression the same as hypnotism? Is it the same thing, or do you use them together? Or You use them together. So, so hypnosis gets the conscious mind out of the way and lets the subconscious mind take the lead. So I do practice, uh, I, I use hypnotism, or hypnosis rather, to, to take people into the, the relaxed state where they can access their past life memories. That's why hypnosis is used for people to help them recall things in their present life uh, as well, and also to strengthen willpower, uh, to change habits, things like that, because you're working with the alpha and theta waves. So um, the... The hypnosis is, and that's that's part of why, you know, you, when you've got someone in hypnosis, you really want to be, or I really want to be in the room with them so that I can be observing them physically to make sure they're in a comfortable, um, relaxed state, that they're um, not falling asleep, because <laughs> that can happen if you're too relaxed, um, but also that they're not getting into any sort of distress. And so that that's that's why we stay in person. But um, the hypnosis is is definitely a part of, of the regression. And what is the usual outcome then after you do a session with somebody that's come in for treatment? Is it um, does it usually work for them, or do some have difficulty with it afterwards? Or so most people. 
really great success with if they have an issue um, that they, I, I mean, I, 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 most of the feedback that I have received it has been, you solved it. It's solved. <laughs> We're good. I'm good to go. Uh, now, not everything will get resolved in one session, but I've I've been um, quite fortunate with, you know, maybe, and I, I haven't had maybe overwhelming issues for people, but we've been able to resolve things usually in one or two sessions. And quite often after one session. Now, the, the part of your question about afterwards, what, what they might notice too is that a lot of times when um, they when they go home, they will continue to remember more details, which is fascinating. And their dreams may be more vivid for a while, just getting them a little more information because it's the same way as when you um, when you consciously remember something from when you were a kid or you look at old photo albums, then you'll have more memories pop into your head over the next few days, right? So it's, it's a similar thing. Right. And do you encourage people to focus on that and sort of keep a logbook or anything once uh, they finish with you so they know what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I take notes during their, uh, their session, especially during their question and answer session and after. I never give them to them, but I send them a copy about a week later because I want them to be journaling Yep, yep, yep. Oh, right, I forgot that. So that uh, it, it fills things in for them sometimes. But it's it's not something, and I always tell people, please don't book anything afterwards. And a couple of times I've had people say, you know, you told me not to book anything afterwards, but I did, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> when sometimes the experiences are, are really mind-blowing and and can be life-changing, right? And so you, you go home and you've had this this big um, cathartic release and, and forgiveness and, and understanding, and and then you have to go and meet up with somebody to talk about business. It doesn't it doesn't work. So you have to be gentle with yourself and with anything energetic. Um, of course, you know you really have to make sure you're drinking a lot of water afterwards for a couple of days, like, like any energy treatment, right? Right, for sure, just to replenish your energy, yeah. Um, can you tell us uh, maybe one example of a time where that really helps somebody, and you don't have to give details about anything specific, but um, maybe just one story about where the person was really, um, really helped them, helped them out a lot afterwards? Um, let me think. Mm. I mean, I told you about uh, the one with the, the face that healed her face. And then the woman with the... Um, oh, I should have looked at some of my notes beforehand. I'll oh. tell you a story about myself. Yeah, sure. Um, because, of course, during doing past life regression training, I also... Uh, part of that was we did many regressions ourselves. And so one of the, um, uh, okay, one of the things that I always thought about was what would I do if I were being captured and being tortured? Now, 
apparently not everybody thinks about this, <laughs> but it's something that I've always thought about during my life, and I never put it together with anything. And I had a, a past life where I was a prisoner, and I was working, I was put to work in um, stones. So I was, it was like, a, like, what do you call that, a quarry. And I was male. And uh, this was, I was having a lot of trouble with my feet, and I couldn't figure out why they weren't getting better. So uh, I asked about this. And my feet were, were slammed with rocks over and over when I would uh, give information about something. That was one lifetime that gave insight on that, and my feet did start to get better. Uh, another thing was I've always been incredibly drawn to bears and also um, to Native American teachings and wisdom, and I had a beautiful lifetime as a male in indigenous man in Canada. I'm not sure where, but I think in, I mean, there were trees and forests and his, he was marked by bear when he was a child uh, and had various encounters with bear through his lifetime. Bear was his spirit animal as well. And then in his, his death, he was um, burned and the, he, he didn't he didn't crack. Didn't he? He sang his bear song in his head, and he he, he kept he, he stayed silent, which was so important. Um, the the women who were working with me that day, that was in class, um, who were running that, they said that my face completely changed. Mm -hmm. That I did not look like myself. And what's interesting is I uh, have a mark on my torso where the bear marked him, and it looks like bear claws. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, too. And I think a lot of times uh, people's birthmarks and other uh, imperfections come through on people. I think that is also from past lives, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's for sure. You know, a place where you were staff, a place where you were, um, where you lost, lost an arm, um, it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating how that connects with things. Yeah. Right. For me personally, I have a kind of embarrassing birthmark. It's on the back of my right head, so it's uh, pretty visible. And um, I just always have wondered myself if that's what, that was from a past life accident or incident or something too. So. Right. So, see, so that's something that would be um, you could have a past life regression and find out about the life that would give me information about the birthmark. Right. You know, that, that is something you could do if you wanted to, but but you also probably can connect with yourself and get into a state of relaxation. The first time I, I, I had a past life regression, it was a spontaneous regression. I was doing um, a relaxation exercise with a therapist. I had postpartum severe, postpartum depression, and and suddenly I, I i was not in her treatment room anymore and i said i am not i'm not i'm not in your room i'm, I'm in a different room. and i she 
fortunately had a little bit of training in it. It wasn't what she was planning on doing, but uh, she was able to guide through it. But we, um, we can take ourselves into a state of relaxation with the intention of receiving information about a past life that will give us insight into that. And sometimes we go, well, but what if I'm making it up? But why do we make certain things up? You know, it, it will probably take you to where you need to go. So we, we have so much more. This is going back to what we were talking about right at the beginning, right? Is how we have so much more intuition and information and, and knowledge than we access. So if we trust ourselves that we will give ourselves true information, something like that, um, you can you can quite probably find out about that way. And also um, dreams. You know, a lot of times dreams cover our, our past lives. And I mean, sometimes people, there, there's a whole theory, right, that all time is happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Past, present, future, it's all happening at the same time. But it's more comfortable for us to work on linear time. But um, dreams cannot be an alternate reality, some would say, or, some, or sometimes it's just a memory just a memory sometimes it's a a special memory yeah you do find you get a lot of information when you dream at night especially for the spirit as well and your guides too trying to tell you different information so i Uh, i I do believe in that as well yeah yeah and and when you ask you know when you ask you're you're before you go to sleep you are more likely to to get that information too right and um oh and something that people might find interesting is we have most of us have been more than human as well. Like a lot of people, um, when I'm doing past life regressions, I say, uh, take me to a lifetime in a time that we call the past uh, on this place, a human life in what we call the past on planet Earth. Because I was once taken on a past life regression and those parameters weren't put in place and um, I found out what Lemuria is like. <laughs> so, you know, it's we, we, we do need to be specific because um, not just people have souls. And, oh, it gets into all sorts of crazy stuff, right? Like, you can have a soul split. Some of you can have your soul having two lifetimes at the same time and sometimes have a flash of the other person's life. I have a friend to whom that happens all the time. Um, so there's, there's just, it's, it's fascinating stuff. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Well, thank you very much, Margaret, for uh, sharing uh, your information with us and how you uh, uh, work day-to-day with your mediumship as well as the past life regression that you do. Unfortunately, you can't do it right at this time, but uh, I hope you can get back into that soon. Me too. I, I love doing all my other work, but I, I, I am looking forward to being able to uh, see people in person, hug people, and uh, do past life regressions again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It definitely sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, just before we go, uh, have you been working on anything recently? Uh, I know you mentioned you got received a few awards and stuff like that lately, so uh, tell us a little bit about that before we go. Oh, sure. Thanks. We did, um, actually, I did a Women of Wisdom panel today with Spiritual Niagara, which was really a great time. My talk was on uh, self-care for sensitive souls because so many of us are exhausted and depleted these days. And um, it was, I actually was um, very honored this fall 
I received uh, a handful of awards from the um, Amber Price Halo Awards, Spiritual Excellence Halo Awards. So I was the, um, the winner of the Holistic Health Practitioner Award, and I was a finalist top five in medium, psychic, hypnotherapist, spiritual artisan, and something else. Oh, Lifetime Achievement for the Spiritual Excellence Award. So that was pretty overwhelming. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up. Well, definitely congratulations. Uh, definitely honored to get that as well. So uh, yeah. I'm sure you are. Uh, other than that, um, I think that's about all we have for you today here, Margaret. So uh, thank you so much for coming on Haunting Live Podcast and uh, oh, talking perfect. about us, uh, what you do today. So I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you, and you're welcome back anytime, of course. So, Thank you. Great. Well, have a good evening, and uh, we'll talk to you again shortly. You bet. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, that was Margaret Sample. Uh, we want to thank her so very much for coming on to Haunting Live Podcast here tonight. And um, hopefully things went a little smoother for you guys tonight. And uh, we're like we say, we are always working on our broadcast here to make it the best possible as we can here at Haunting Live for our listeners as well as our guests here and us too here that have to do the producing on our end. So um, hopefully things are improving. And uh, thank you guys all so much for uh, tuning in each and every week and supporting us like you guys do. We really appreciate that. And uh, you guys know who you are. So thank you so, so much. Uh, just a couple things to go over before we sign off for uh, week 33 here at Haunting Live Podcast. Um, as usual, please go check out our website afterwards. Our website is hauntinglivepodcast.com. A uh, full-fledged website where you guys can buy public event tickets when we have events going on, like our next one coming up will be the Ghost of the Queen's Inn again, uh, second annual one. Uh, we'll be starting to sell tickets as of January the 2nd, and uh, we're going to be hosting that event, I think it's in April if I'm correct on that one. But uh, information will be displayed up on their website uh, in the new year very shortly here. So look forward to that. It'll be the same price as this past year's event. So uh, looking forward to having some people out for that event next year. Um, also on our website, we are having a website sale right now on our merch products that we have available under our merch section. Just go to honeylightpodcast.com and go under the merch tab. You'll see everything that we have available from pendulums to cleansing items to special promotional items to crystals and some other stuff as well. So I uh, recommend you go check that out and go check out our special sale offer that we have right now. It's not for Black Friday or anything. It's just a Christmas special sale that we're running uh, currently for you guys. So uh, just go check that out on our website when you get a second. But other than that, uh, that's about all we have here. As usual, go to our website and sign up for also our email list. Uh, just on the main page of our website, about halfway down is the form. Uh, we just require your email address, obviously, and your first and last name, and that's all. So uh, very quick and easy to sign up. We send emails out about once a month just to give you guys some news and updates on what's coming up for the next month on the show, uh, who's going to be on, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's about the week. Thanks for watching.
subscribe.